Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. Now, you can get that Odyssey app anywhere you get your apps at your app store. The, the Apple App Store, your Google Play Store, anywhere. Just search Odyssey, get the app. It's free. Download it. WILK favorites, the Rob O'Donnell Show. You're in. That's it. As simple as that. 50 degrees outside. 510 here in Northeast Pennsylvania. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Still not getting a plenty of those uh, New Year's resolutions. Is guy, guys, gals just giving up uh, in 2024? Nothing changing, nothing, nothing new. Just going to go status quo down the road. I got a few, uh, one or two in. Hey, Rob is an avid lousy golfer. I resolve myself to shoot around in the 70s in 2024. I came close to 82 twice. Practice, practice, practice. And I said, that sounds like a solid plan. Something you enjoy. Get out there. Do something. You have the time to do it. You have the money to do it. Do it. And if you're going to do it, you might as well do it well. It's as simple as that. Uh, One of the things, uh, my wife's a personal trainer. She uh, does group sessions and, and individual training for, for at a gym in the Clark Summit area. Um, got her some boxing gloves and the training mitts, you know, so she wanted to do getting for me to get involved. So I figured, you know, I get the training mitts. I can get there and help her with that. I have the full it's called Bob. It's the the, the big rubber dummy that that is on a pedestal that you can kick, punch, and hit. I got that a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, I have two daughters. My wife figured teach them some self-defense and how to defend themselves on it. It's a great tool. Um, if, if you're interested in something like that, I highly recommend it. It's a big rubber mannequin pretty much that takes takes blows pretty well. It's pretty realistic. You can increase the height or decrease the height. Um, so we've used that as well. But the training mitts, the pads, the boxing pads, we've gotten that. And I got open finger gloves and I got her regular, you know, weighted boxing gloves to her size. And some wraps and such like that. And she, she's loved it, you know, since uh, Christmas morning. You know, she's done it with my daughter. We've done it a couple of times. And, um, you know, she likes to incorporate the boxing, kickboxing into her workouts to kind of mix it up a bit. So that's one of the things that we're going to start doing, you know, into the new year. We're going to start getting involved in that a little more. I have a you know full gym in my basement, so I have our treadmill and our elliptical next to each other with a whole universal weight set in front of that. The TV's in there. So, you know, if she's on the treadmill, I get on the elliptical. I just my knees can't handle the pounding of running anymore. If I'm running, look behind me because there's something pretty big back there. Uh, if not, if I can turn around and fight it, I'm gonna. But uh, you know, that's what we do down there. So that's one of the things that we're looking to do into the new year. Um, but you know, if things like that interest you. Look into it. Get it. Go get it. You are the hardest obstacle for your goals and dreams that you have. And you have to realize that. Not much stands between you and what you want but you. Once you determine, once you set your mind to, once you train for a goal, there's no stopping you. It might take longer. You might have ups and downs. I posted a video. If you follow me on Facebook, uh, go go to my Facebook sometime tonight. You don't have to do it right now. Especially if you're in the car, I don't want you doing it right now. But I posted a video on Facebook where it's it's a it's a a test of where you had two silver balls on tracks, and one ball they're both sloped downward, but one was a straight track and one took dips and and valleys. 
you know, dips and inclines. And, of course, this, the silver bull picked up more speed in the declines and came over the peaks faster and finished far, farther and faster than the, the steady but slowly but surely slope, steady slope. And it just goes to show you that those dips and valleys, those, uh, you know, valleys and mountains make you stronger. They make you faster. They make you better. And, um, you know, it's something to think about when you do these things. Um, you learn lessons by falling down. You learn lessons by not being able to do something. You learn a better way to do it. You learn how to do it faster. You learn how to train more. You set your mind to things better. And your mind is truly one of the ma- – it is not, not even – it is the main factor to uh, – To, it is the main factor in stopping you from doing something. You have 30% more capacity past what you think you can do it. And there's people who've done it. If you follow David Goggins, who's you know a, a very inspirational Navy SEAL that's out there on social media a lot. If, if you follow any of them, you do pull-ups to your maximum. And you say, listen, I just can't do any more. Okay. Take a couple deep breaths. Give me one more. Give me two more. Uh, you squeeze them out. Okay, you do me. And I've seen my daughter do this. And by the end, you know, where you can only do maybe 13, I, I think her, her total max to for when she first started saying, I can't do anymore, was like 12. She did 12 pull-ups, which is great for a girl, great for a woman, great for a guy. I'm saying, don't get me wrong. A lot of guys can't do 12 pull-ups. As a matter of fact, I probably couldn't do 12 right now. Um. By the time she was done, she did 100. Now, she did them one, two at a time, and it took an hour. But when you were done, you did 100. And you realized, your, you, you told your mind, hey, these are the things that we can do. These are the things I can do. And you need to go into everything you do like that. Your relationships, your parenting skills, um, your work. You know, go into work and whatever it is you do. And analyze it and say, you know, how can I do this better? How can I make myself better at this? How, it, it could be small little things. You know, how can I look more professional at work? How can I? And it doesn't matter what you do. You know, I don't care if you're a mechanic in, in a greasy garage. You know, you go in with your coveralls sharp, cleaned, pressed, you know, a pleat in them. You're, you're, you're proud of what you do, no matter how dirty they get. You know, and, and learn your trade. Never think, you know, okay, I just change oil here. I'm the oil change guy. Well, if you're not changing oil at that time and there's no cars waiting to get their oil changed and you're watching a guy next to you do brakes, go over and learn how to do the brakes. Go over and learn how to do something else. Um, that what makes you desirable. That what makes you marketable. It what makes you better at what you do, and it will make you grow. Got another one. In 2024, I want to shed what's weighing me down physically, mentally, emotionally. I'd like to listen to people I disagree with. Better to find higher ground. 2024 needs to be better. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, I say it here all the time. Listen to what's all around you. Listen to things from different angles. Listen to things from different views. It's just as simple as that. It makes us better. We've had some... uh, Strange crime stories of 2023. I know Jake was looking forward to hearing a little bit about this, but uh, it was kind of a strange year. 
We're going to start off with a dad forgets his missing child is at home. Booze is said to have been a factor when a Connecticut dad, Colby Parker, filed a missing persons report for a child he forgot at home while making an evening run to Price Chopper in October. Security video reportedly showed Parker had made two trips to the grocery store that night, but brought his son only the first time. The 30-year-old dad showed signs of possible impairment. His child was found safe at home. So basically, he's, even though he went to the store twice, he forgot he left his kid at home and didn't bring the kid to the store, so he's searching the store for his son and files a missing persons report. Kid was home all along. Um, we all know this when the Alabama woman reported a mystery toddler on the highway. That was all found to be a hoax. Another child who had turned out to be fine is an Alabama toddler who never existed. Nursing student Carly Russell reported seeing an unaccompanied toddler strolling along the interstate. A short time later, she told her family she'd been forced into a car and abducted. This is the person who was missing for a while. Turned out it was all a hoax, self, self-inflicted type thing. Uh, ran away and didn't want to own up to it. A sleeping woman's socks were stolen. An Iowa woman got cold feet when a 23-year-old man broke into her apartment, watched her while she slept, then absconded with a pair of socks after hanging around for roughly 30 minutes on April's Fool's Day. Law and Order identified the alleged culprit as Dan Abimana, who also fixed himself a drink and used the victim's bathroom during his visit. Only came in to watch her and steal socks. Scary, dangerous, but stole her socks. Uh, That's not the only thing. A sleeping woman gets an unwanted foot massage. Mark Anthony Gonzalez wasn't accused of stealing stockings when he allegedly entered two Lake Tahoe, Nevada condominiums in August and rubbed the feet of a pair of sleeping women over the 4th of July weekend, but police say he is suspected of stealing women's shoes in his hometown of Atwater, California. Hmm. Kind of weird there. The dime heist defies sense. Four men were charged with stealing millions of dimes from a tractor trailer parked outside of Philadelphia Walmart in April. We talked about this. USA Today said the quartet made off with nearly $235,000 worth of 10-cent pieces some of which they later tried to de- deposit. I'd like to deposit $5,000 worth of dimes, please. Nope, nothing wrong with me. Just my friend and I, we like dimes. The truck reportedly contained 75 million dimes moving from Philadelphia to Florida. The driver had reportedly parked his vehicle to take a short rest before making that long haul. It doesn't appear the alleged thieves initially knew what they were stealing. There's some more. Teen terrorist shuts down a Ford plant. Zachariah A. Peterson, a 19-year-old Missouri man, is accused of swatting Ford's Kansas City Assembly plant in Clay Camo so his friend wouldn't have to go to work. Peterson, who allegedly said he was barricaded in a bathroom on the second floor with an AK-47 and C4 explosives strapped to his chest, charged with making terroristic threats, all because he didn't want his friend to go to work at the Ford plant. Oh, then we have Jack in the bag. Bang. Uh, Some people shouldn't go to work. Video released September as part of a lawsuit against Jack in the Box shows the fast food worker 
opening fire through a drive through window following an argument that reportedly involved curly fries. I remember seeing this. She was working the drive through and got into a argue, verbal argument with the person at the drive through The person gave her the finger and started driving away, and she pulled out a firearm out of her waistband and started shooting at him. Thankfully, no one was hurt. And here, the punishment fits the crime. An angry Ohio woman was sentenced to work in a fast food joint after throwing a burrito bowl at a Chipotle manager. A judge gave the defendant, Rosemary Hain, the bizarre offer to shorten her criminal sentence, and she took it, according to Cleveland.com. So you're going to have to work at Chipotle now to see what it's like. Those are some of the crazy, uh, crazy crime stories. Of 2023. Did it live up to expectations there, Jake? Yeah? Okay. That's that. It's uh, 522 here at WILK. Is it time for traffic and weather? It is time for traffic and weather. And weather, I guess. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. We have an accident on Wilkesbury Township Boulevard right before you get to Scott Street. That might be... Delaying your ride a bit this afternoon. Heavy traffic on Spring Street in Wilkesbury. It is bumper to bumper on Kidder Street, Business Route 309 in Wilkesbury as well. A little bit of slowing, 81 southbound music to Avoca. And out by Pocono on 80 eastbound through the Tannersville area. That seems to be a bit bumper to bumper. Watch out for the fog. That might be slowing up your ride as well. And some rain. Causing poor visibility. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from uh, meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 42. Friday, mostly cloudy and mild. A sprinkle or two. High 53. Trying to define how they a sprinkle or two. Hmm. Wonder if that's a meteorological term. Sprinkle or two. Saturday, some AM flurries possible. Cooler, remaining mostly cloudy, high 44. Sunday, New Year's Eve, partly sunny and breezy, high 42. Remember, don't drink and drive. Monday, New Year's Day, isolated afternoon sprinkles and flurries possible. Partly sunny and breezy, high 40. It's currently 51 degrees and partly cloudy now at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 527, 51 degrees. It's really mild outside. Great uh, great evening, even a little misty, little rain. It says partly cloudy. Worry about the fog out there. But uh, can't ask for better than this the end of December going into January. Hopefully we don't pay for it the end of January into February. Uh, but I think you're all safe. I bought a top-of-the-line snowblower, so we're probably going to be okay. There's a lot of range anxiety. New testing finds electric vehicles fall short of the EPA range estimates. U.S. Environmental Protection Agency range estimates listed on electric vehicle window stickers and at fueleconomy.gov don't have separate city and highway ranges as they do with conventional cars and hybrids. Consumer Reports, the nonprofit research testing and consumer advocacy group organization, put electric vehicles to the test to find out how much range EV models get on highway driving conditions. Consumer Reports put 22 of the most popular new EVs through a new 
highway speed range test. Now, you would think, well, what's the big deal? You know, my my car, I get higher mileage on the highways than I do in the cities. Well, it's the total opposite for electric vehicles. They do better stopping and starting and the slow driving. So uh, Consumer Reports put 22 of the most popular new EVs through the highway speed test. The test involved driving fully charged vehicles at a steady speed of 70 mile per hour and only stopping when each vehicle's battery was completely depleted and the vehicle was inoperable, according to the nonprofit. Nearly half of the 22 vehicles tested failed to reach their EPA-estimated ranges, but some exceeded those estimates. The highway range of the tested vehicles ranged from 202 miles up until 380 miles. Let's see. um, Never even heard of some of these vehicles. Most drivers travel relatively short distances on a daily basis and are highly unlikely to reach the range limits of most new EVs. But long road trips are a different story. We feel that consumers should have an idea of how far EVs can travel on a long highway-centric journey. Range is much more important when you're far from home and away from a reliable charging Vehicle range is consideration for long-distance travel, as a man from Chicago suburbs recently demonstrated on Thanksgiving road trip to Detroit. Consumer Reports said going forward it will evaluate the highway range for every electric vehicle it tests. It also asked the EPA to add highway speed range tests. Car and Driver and SAE International have made similar requests. The the 2022 Consumer Report survey found range anxiety was a reason 54% of adults in a nationally representative survey said would prevent them from buying an electric vehicle. So the Tesla Model S long range, the EPA range was 405 miles. It got to uh, 366 miles. Let's see what else we got. The... uh, The BMW i4 M50 did better in the highway. Its uh, EPA range was 271 miles. It got 318 miles. The BMW 4 xDrive 50 did the same, did about 46 miles better. The Ford F-150 Lightning Lariat extended range did 50 miles less than its EPA range, 270 miles as compared to 320 miles. The Ford Mustang Mach-E, which, come on, really isn't a Mustang, but the premium all-wheel drive extended range did 29 miles better at at almost 300 miles. Let me see. uh, The Kia EV6 Wind all-wheel drive did three miles better than its range. The Kia Nero EV Wind did 14 miles less. Volkswagen ID4 Pro S all-wheel drive did 13 miles better. The Subaru Solterra Limited did 12 miles less on the highway than its range that was posted. Uh, we don't need to talk about the Mercedes-Benz. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz outperformed its EPA range in pretty much every vehicle they have. And the Lucid Air Touring. Never even heard of that car. 
it got 40 miles less than the Lexus RZ450E Premium did 18 miles less on the highway than its EPA ranging. We're going to talk a little bit more about some EVs. Uh, you're not going to be getting the rebates and discounts that you thought you were, or at least they're reevaluating them when we come back from the break. It's uh, 532 here at WILK. It's time for the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 50 degrees outside, 536. Well, fewer electric vehicles will qualify for the federal tax credits in 2024. So if you were planning on getting them, you have to realize uh, what's happening there. Efforts to fight global warming could suffer a setback next year. With the new rules, reduce the number of electric vehicle cars that qualify for the federal tax. The credits, up to $7,500 a vehicle, have helped make electric vehicles more affordable, bringing the cost some models below $30,000. Next year, for the first time, dealers will be able to give the buyers the credit when they purchase the car rather than telling them to claim it on their tax returns. So you'll be able to discount that federal tax credit right when you purchase the car, just not claim it on your taxes, which will be a great thing. But qualifying for the subsidy will become more difficult on January 1st because the Biden administration rules intended to encourage automakers to manufacture vehicles and parts in North America while bypassing China. Not a bad thing. Most automakers are still years away from breaking their dependence on China for batteries and essential materials like refined lithium. Now, mind you, I believe California has the largest lithium deposit Thing is, California and some federal regulations don't let you, um, don't let us get it, mine it. The stricter rules, which stem from the Inflation Reduction Act, throw up another impediment to electric vehicles. Sales of such trucks and cars are growing less briskly than a year ago because of high interest rates and drivers' anxiety about finding charging stations. Um, The list of fully electric vehicles that qualify for tax credits was already limited under rules that took effect this year. The credit was available only to cars manufactured in North America. To collect the full credit, that's the $7,500, car makers must also meet quotas on how much of their battery components and certain raw materials come from the United States or trade allies. Tesla, General Motors, Ford, Volkswagen, and Rivian and Nissan are the only companies offering electric cars that qualify for at least partial credit. Some plug-in hybrid cars from Audi, BMW, Chrysler, Jeep, and Lincoln also qualify for tax breaks, but not the full tax break. New rules kick in January 1st at another set of restrictions. Disqualifying vehicles containing components made in China or made elsewhere by a firm under the control of the Chinese government. If it was already confusing for consumers, it gets even more confusing, said the director of industry insights and an analyst at Car Gurus. Tesla, which amounts for half of all the electric vehicles sold in the United States, has warned on its website that at least the least expensive Model 3 sedan and the long-range version will no longer qualify after December 31st. The cars have a battery made in China. The existing credits lowered 
the price of the base model to around $30,000. So now that $30,000 Model 3 is going to cost you close to $38,000. On par with similarly equipped gasoline cars, including the Toyota Camry and Honda Accord. The stricter rules will also qualify Ford Mustang Mach-E, which has been eligible for half credit and was the fourth most popular U.S. electric vehicle of the year. Ford is still figuring out whether the Ford F-150 Lightning, an electric pickup, will be eligible. So they don't even know if the Ford F-150 Lightning is going to be eligible. Uh, The rules are complex and could still be modified by administration officials, leading to confusion among industry executives. Volkswagen said it is cautiously optimistic that its ID4 electric sport utility vehicle made in Chattanooga, Tennessee, will continue to get to credit. General Motors said it's assessing whether its electric lineup, which includes the Chevrolet Bolt and an electric version of the Silverado pickup, will qualify. Nissan, whose electric Leaf is eligible for half of the $7,500 credit, did not respond to a request. Rivian, whose electric pickups and SUVs have qualified, also did not respond. So if you're planning to get um, if you're planning to get a electric vehicle and you're counting on that rebate, $7,500 or half that, you're going to have to check into that. The Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid will most likely still be eligible for the $7,500 credit. The company spokesperson said, where buyers of the Jeep Grand Cherokee and the Jeep Wrangler hybrids are expected to be eligible for up to half of that, $3,750. So thing is, know before you go if you're looking to purchase an electric vehicle. It's uh, 542 here at WIOK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This Penteladata Internet traffic update is brought to you by the all-new UPS store, now open in Edwardsville. 81 southbound, music to Avoca dips under 35 miles per hour. You're also dipping down below 35 on 80 eastbound in Pocono. Before you get to the Tannersville exit, you'll be going pretty slow through the Stroudsburg area. And Wyoming Avenue in Scranton is bumper to bumper in Wilkesbury. Uh, business Route 309 in Plains is a bit bumper to bumper. Heavy traffic throughout Northeast PA. Lots of fog and rain causing poor visibility. Do use caution. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 42. Friday, mostly cloudy and mild. A sprinkler, too, high 53. Friday night, foggy and mild. Sprinkles continue, low 36. Saturday, some morning flurries possible. Cooler, remaining mostly cloudy, high 44 for the day. Sunday, New Year's Eve, partly sunny and breezy, high 42. Monday, New Year's Day, isolated afternoon sprinkles and flurries, partly sunny and breezy, high 40. It's currently 50 degrees here in northeast Pennsylvania at 543, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 546, 50 degrees. Uh, I saw the story earlier, and regardless of the politics behind it, but Ann Kearns, the owner of the Biden's former former Scranton home, uh, passed away. The president issued a statement. Regardless of your politics towards Joe Biden, you like him or not, I mean, I think my feelings on him are pretty clear. That has nothing to do with this house or this family. Um, Condolences go out to Ann Kearns and her family. 
looks like back on uh, St. Patrick's Day in 2020, Vice President, then then Vice President Joe Biden invited old friends and family to the White House for a reception, including her. And when he was here most uh, recently, I believe, connected with them again. It's uh, the Kearns bought the home here in Scranton for $14,000 in November of 1962 from Edward Finnegan, Biden's uncle, who bought it roughly five years earlier for a dollar from his father, Ambrose Finnegan, the president's grandfather. Just looking at the story and how it goes here. Um, regard again, regardless of of politics, regardless of what you think of um, you know the president's job performance, having a residence here of a former president uh, of a current president, a former residence of a current president or any president is a good thing for the area. Uh, you know, I saw some things on social media where you know, cons- and they they named certain conservatives. You know, should buy the house and uh, not let Biden ever visit it again, or buy the house and tear it down and stuff. That that's that's what makes politics so vitriol. You don't need to do that. I mean, the fact, like like him or not, agree with his policies or not, having the the residence of a president, the former residence of a president here, is is not a bad thing for our area, regardless of how successful he is or as how successfully he's not been. And and, and you know, I think. I'm cleared there, so I don't need to even get into that. But it's um, it's good for our areas. Uh, Biden made a statement on Ann Kearns' death. After hearing Ann Kearns died, the White House issued a statement Wednesday from President Joe Biden. Over the many years I knew Ann Kearns and the many times I visited her at my childhood home, I knew her as an embodiment of Scranton values. She was a woman of integrity, grit, decency, compassion, and grace. Her greatest joy and her greatest pride in life was her family, her large Irish Catholic family that always welcomed me home. North Washington, Maloney Field, Green Ridge, Little League, Fisk Street, Simmies Marywood University, St. Paul's Church, and so so much more. Nothing but joy and friendship. Anne was Scranton, and Scranton will miss her. Jill and I share our deepest condolences with the Kearns family and all those who loved her. You know, it's a great statement by the president. And again, politics aside, it's a good thing for our area, you know, regardless uh, of his policies. It, it really has nothing to do with it. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, her family's now mourning her loss. Uh, she died at a, lived a good life, which is always a good thing. And, and my condolences go out to her family that still remains in the area. And we'll we'll see what happens here. But something like this, there's no need for politics to get involved. And I've seen it, you know, on local social media. I've seen it in the text messages here. I've seen it on other stations. Uh, there's no need for that. This is this is the loss of a loved one, uh, the matriarch of a family that lived a good life, did a lot for our area. Uh, I'm not talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about Mrs. Kearns. So our condolences at the Rob O'Donnell Show go out to them as well. Something else I saw, and it's amazing how it's spun. Uh, this is coming from the Associated Press, and it says U.S. applications for jobless benefits rise, but labor market remains solid. And okay, they're not wrong. The, the labor market has remained solid, 
But it's funny how, you know, if we decrease jobless benefits, no matter by how many, it could be a couple hundred. They're like, oh, look how wonderful everything's doing. We took a hundred and hundred, couple hundred more off the rolls. Well, here, as the benefits creep up, the spin is unbelievable. So here's, here's where this starts to go from. Jobless claims rose to $218,000 for the week ending December 23rd, an increase of 12000 from the previous week. Now, nationwide, that's not a big deal, but it is coming up, and let's be honest with that. And this is from the Labor Department reported Thursday. The four-week average of claims with smooths out week-to-week ups and downs fell by 250 to $212,000. It says, overall, 188 million Americans were collecting jobless benefits during the week that ended December 16th, an increase of 14000 from the previous week. So do you see how they split that up? So the week ending December 23rd, jobless claims rose 12000 And then they say, you know, how the average for the four-week average is still doing good. And then they go into telling you that Americans collecting jobless benefits during the week that ended December 16th, an increase of 14,000 from the previous week. So in two weeks, you're talking 26,000 job increase, jobless claim increase. But they don't say it like that. They, 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 they word it in a way that, yeah, jobless people claiming for unemployment and jobless claims rose 12,000 this week. But things are good if you look at the four-week average. But the week before that the 12,000 raising that ended in tw- December 23rd, jobless claims rose December ending the week ending December 16th by 14,000 the previous week. But there's nothing to worry about. At least be honest with us. At least, you know, say, yeah, things are still okay. Things are still going good. But in the past two weeks, the jobless increase rose by 26,000 people. Not, oh, this week it rose by 14,000. And everything's good because if you look at the four-week average, it's good. But the week before that, it rose by 14,000. That's just not the way you present these things, unless you're trying to present a false aura of what's going on in the nation, unless you're trying to throw cover for an administration that's doing a horrible job as far as pretty much everything goes. I mean, listen, if you can honestly look us in the eye and say, things are much better, I'm doing great this year. God bless you. I'd like to see what you're doing, how you're doing it, because... Yeah, I mean, maybe gas is cheaper now than it was 10 months ago, but it's not cheaper than it was three years ago. Maybe food is cheaper than it was a year ago, but it's not cheaper than it was four years ago. So, uh, you know, stop the spin. Just, I mean, we're, we're adults here. We're pretty educated. We're doing pretty good. I mean, they think we're too stupid to pay our student loans. I get that. They think we're too stupid to figure out that electric vehicles don't go as far as they should go. And they obviously don't want to be straight with us about the number of unemployment claims, jobless claims that are going because they have to spin it with that, you know, that clause that, well, everything's good. But the week before that, it went up too. It gets a weekly unemployment claims are a proxy for layoffs. 
they have remained at an extraordinary low levels in the face of high interest rates. The Federal Reserve started raising interest rates early last year to try and beat down the inflation that surged after the unusual strong economic rebound from the COVID-19 recession of 2020. The Fed has raised the benchmark rate 11 times since it just the, the word the way they put this out there. You know, no, things aren't going that great there. There's not there. The Federal Reserve started raising interest rates to beat down the inflation that surged after the unusually strong economic rebound. No, we're still recovering. You know, we're still not there yet. We're still not where we were four years ago, three years ago. We're doing better. We're doing less worse. I've said that. A lot of times here, we're doing less worse than we were. Now, that's a good thing. But don't throw shade for, for this administration. It's not the media's job to do that. It's the media's job to hold them accountable, to give us the facts. And then maybe we'd get more places because they are creating a false nation. They are creating a fallacy. They are, they are creating a charade of what our nation what they want this nation to, to look like. And it's not. If you look at mainstream, I don't care what is Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, the Associated Press, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the local papers. That's not what's going on in middle America. That's not what's going on in America. It's what they want you to think is going on. They, it's what they want you to think to believe. It's not. Go out and look for yourself. If I could wish anything for 2024, go out and look at this country for yourself. You'd be amazed at what you find. We're a great nation. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show here in 2023. Um, again, you know, I won't be here tomorrow. You'll have Sue Henry here tomorrow. Treat her well. I know she'll give you a great show and great information. But uh, truly, from my family to yours, Happy New Year. Determined to make the best out of your 2024. Put 2023 in the rearview mirror. Nothing you can do about it now anyway. Look to grow, look to do better, look to move forward. We're going to do it here together this year in 2024, uh, in all ways we can. I, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate the things uh, you bring to this show as well. Your input, put, your listening, your ideas are an integral part of this. So uh, God bless. I want. I wish nothing but happiness for all of you, regardless of who you are. If you're here in Northeast Pennsylvania, if you're listening anywhere in the nation, I want the best for you. I want to see you succeed because when we succeed, regardless of who you are, we all do better. God bless, be safe, and I'll see you again next year.